because I was still waking him up. He's my baby, right? Aww. So I'm like babying him, trying to wake him up. And every five minutes, I'm like, get up, put your feet on the floor. Let me see your feet on the floor. And you're getting more and more mad every time you yes. come back in. I know, that's me. It escalates. Like the sonic boom. We, he's had, he's been using. <laughs> Are you looking for real life, tried and true tips and tricks to help with all the nitty gritty stuff of mom life? Well, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Mom Force. Good morning, good morning. Hello, sis. Hi, and a good morning to you, my dear. Leah is here with me for this episode of the Mom Force podcast. And Leah, I have to admit, it really wasn't that great of a morning. <laughs> Tell me about it. Do you follow Rambling Redhead on Instagram? You know what? Have you I heard have her? heard of her and I have seen a couple of posts that you've shared, but I don't consistently follow her. You would love her. And what I love about her is she starts every day with good morning, good morning, holding her beautiful baby Aww. and her other four or five kids. Um, it's such a cheerful way to start the day. And I'm channeling positive, cheerful vibes because, to be honest, <laughs> I did not get any sleep last night. Oh, You know Declan? Yes. My baby Declan. Your baby who's, who's not full, a baby. Full grown man. Yes. <laughs> he crawled in bed with me last night, which he never does yeah. never like since he was a newborn he has not slept with me but he had a headache and he wasn't feeling great and so I had him get in bed with me and uh, there's nothing like a giant hot warm foreign walrus body bed. <laughs> <laughs> yes oh my goodness I did not get very much sleep but you and I both know right that sleep is so important to having a good day it is and a good morning it'll especially. ruin your life and you know what this is a whole other episode about <laughs> sleep and how to yes. get that coveted eight eight hours sleep. But what we're going to talk about today is how to have a good morning, despite however much sleep you have, how to prepare, set ourselves up for success, right? And it is all about the prep. It is. The preparation. It is. They say that 90% of success is the preparation. Who says that? I mean, it sounds right, but... <laughs> It's like that iceberg theory where it's like, this is what you see. This is an overnight success. And there's like an ounce of like ice above. And oh, then there's like yes. all the planning and hard work that goes into making that like overnight success. But tell me, tell me well, how it ended up with, with Declan. Apparently he slept. He was moving around a lot, but um, <laughs> he's actually taking a day off from school today because he wasn't feeling great. I'm, I'm in the studio here recording this podcast and he's sitting at my desk, hopefully doing something productive and not involving video games. Yes. But back to our mornings. So it's all about preparation. I love that image of the iceberg. There's a lot that happens behind the scenes and, you know, the night before sometimes to prep Absolutely. for a good morning. And I remember when I had all babies mm -hmm. and a nursing baby, which, you know, with nursing babies. It's a whole different bear. Up all, it's a whole different thing. But I remember prepping the bottles that I was going to need during the night, the night before. I prepped sippy cups for my toddlers. So when they woke up, they could just help themselves in the fridge. I would sometimes set out snacks, yes. bowls of cereal, yes. just so they could be as self-serve as possible. And I could eke out just a couple of more minutes of sleep. But today we're primarily going to be talking about school-age children. Because yeah. now that we're all back to school, you and I have a bunch of school-age kids. I have three at home that I get out the door for school. You have... Are all seven of yours in school? Well, I mean, the baby's in preschool. But I have six that I get out the door from 6 a.m. all the way till 8.30. So it's a long, long morning. Yep. So you've got to have your own <laughs> hacks yes. and tips and tricks yes. for surviving that. Well, let's start with what... 
to wear. Ooh. Do you have tips and tricks for getting all of those kids of yours <laughs> dressed um, and out the door every morning? Well, we always hate the dreaded, it's purple day and I have no purple clothes to wear. The like panic of that. You talked about prepping. That's another important thing to have prepped is those special days where they're going to need uniforms or color clothes or spirit day. Have those on your calendar so that those are ready for you because there's nothing worse than a clothing emergency in the morning. I feel like we have we often have clothing emergencies because my daughters, they share a lot of clothes and one will put on the pair of pants that the other one wanted mm-hmm. to wear and there's a little unpleasantness about who deserves <laughs> to wear those pants. Yes. But the key is to plan the night before. Yes. For my girls, I'm always saying, just decide the night before what you're going to wear. When they were younger, they were really good about laying out their clothes so they didn't have to worry about in the morning. They like to get up at the very last minute necessary yeah. anyway. So if they can just roll out of bed, grab the clothes to put on. Yeah. I have a couple of kids that set out like crime scene people of like outfits to wear where like it'll have the headband <laughs> and the sweater and the belt and the shoes and the socks tucked into the shoes with the pants. And so some of yeah. my kids tend to be proactive about finding what they want to wear. Um, there's lots of different methods. Jessica yeah. from the Mom Force posted a brilliant idea for solving this problem. She says that they get an entire, like one of those hanging sweater organizer. And on Sunday, they pick out each of the outfits for the whole week. They put it all in each in their own day. So there's wow. no racing around. There's no trouble. And it's brilliant. Yeah, you'd really have to be on your laundry game to have a whole week's worth of clothes ready to go. Exactly. Right. That'd be good incentive, though. But no, I, I think that's a great it idea. It is. If you have this space, that's an easy way to, to fit it. It doesn't work for me because, A, I'm not up on my laundry. B, my kids cl- share clothes and also change their mind. It's like when I menu plan and I say we're going to have tacos on Thursday and Thursday comes and I don't want to eat tacos. So then my menu plans out the window. I have a feeling that that's kind of the way it would go for us. Whatever way you choose to do it, deciding what to wear at least the night before, maybe seven days before, that cuts out some of the stress in the mornings. Definitely. Uh, Another thing in our house is lunches. So I would love for my kids to buy school lunch every day because that's one less thing to worry Mm -hmm. about. But they refuse. They say it's gross. And I don't really like having them pack lunches the night before because that's one more thing to do as I'm trying to get everyone shuffled off to bed. Because heaven help me, (laughs) if you ask me for one more thing when I've said head up to bed and you're like, I need to pack my lunch, I will throw your lunchbox out the window. When I have hit my limit for bedtime and I've cheerfully said, it's time for bed, everybody upstairs, and somebody asks for anything, let it even be a drink, I I can still hold on to my cheerful, but inside I'm dying a little bit. So it's like that meme, you know, that meme that says, uh, wait, how does it go? Where you're like, you can cheerfully put your kids to bed in your Mary Poppins voice, but they come out to get a drink. And in Batman voice, it's like, get to bed. (laughs) (laughs) I can relate to that. Two different moms that will greet you at the other side of that door. But there is some prep you can do to make lunches in the morning a little bit easier. And for me, it's lunch bins. In my pantry, I have, I actually have three baskets with varieties of things. One basket's got like granola bars and trail mix. And the other one has chips or crackers. And the other one is beef jerky because I don't do sandwiches. We just, we're done with sandwiches. And so if they want a little bit of protein. Yeah. They can grab a bag of beef jerky. And I also have a couple of lunch bins in the refrigerator. One that has little cups of hummus and with with veggies and little guacamole packs and some yogurts. And I kind of rotate what's in there, cheese sticks. But my kids are self-service lunch makers. You just go grab whatever you want. 
good to go. Mine are too. We actually do do sandwiches. I make the freezer sandwiches. You do? Yes. Yeah. My next door neighbor says she does that, but I don't even know how. Okay. Like what? So our Sam's Club carries these little mini hoagie rolls and I just pick a day that we're just going to go elbow deep and prep all the sandwiches. And I buy, you know, 30 of those little sandwich hoagie rolls. I cut them all. I lay them all open. I like to put butter on one side because it keeps the meat from Mm -hmm. like making the bread soggy. I'll either butter both sides. I know it sounds gross to say, and I don't ever even tell my kids. No, no, no. I love butter on my sandwich. So I butter both sides, put a p- the meat, put the, if they want pickles, I have a couple of pickle lovers. I'll throw some pickles in. Um, and then the cheese, and then you just freeze it. It's a really basic sandwich. And then the other thing that's super great. So you put them in and these mini hoagie rolls are awesome. You can use the King's Hawaiians too. Those are really popular. They fit in a sandwich bag. I hate buying the quart size sandwich bags because they're expensive. And then you've got this giant Ziploc bag. I don't know. I'm weird about efficiency and I would like it to fit in a sandwich bag. Mm-hmm. I also prep a ton of the peanut butter and Nutella and peanut butter and honey sandwiches. And I have <laughs> two drawers in my freezer that all the sandwiches are in. I write what the sandwich is like ham, no pickles, turkey, no sriracha sauce. You know, like I'll identify the sandwiches like that. Put them in the bin. The kids can grab them. It's nice because they defrost by the time lunch comes. And the other thing I did, like you have in your fridge, and I had forgotten that I did this till you were talking about your bins. You know, like those little like mandarin oranges that you can buy the fruit cups. I froze a bunch of those too, which my kids love that because they defrost in the lunchbox. They make an ice Uh pack because we lose ice packs or pop them or they spill or they sweat as they defrost. So those are like the perfect ice pack. And then my kids actually love it if they're a little slushy-ish too anyway. So it's perfect for keeping the lunchbox cool, but also giving them a nice cool Mm. treat. Because also all my kids eat outside. All of the kids' schools eat outside. So it's hot. A frozen Go-Gurt also works as like a little mini ice pack too. Okay, so you do the frozen sandwiches. That actually sounds like a lot of work, but you're saying it's a an investment to make mornings easier. Yes, because there's nothing worse than someone deciding they want to make a sandwich in the morning, and then you have to leave for school, and you have your entire kitchen completely hammered. Here's the other thing. You need easy mm-hmm. stuff because, come on, half of the time your kids are not eating their lunch. If they're coming home with an empty lunchbox be suspicious. They have thrown all that good food away because I got so tired of my kids either coming home with all their food in their lunchbox. Then it switched to the opposite problem. I'm like, where is the food you didn't eat? They're like guilty faced. Uh, I gave it away or I threw it away. And I'm like, you cannot be doing that. That is good food. So I started letting them pick what they wanted. And you know what? They eat what they pack. And so I just bulk up on breakfast or bulk up on an after school snack that's a little bit more nutritious. So take the pressure off of having like a fully well-rounded nutritious lunch. Let them pack what they want to pack. Well, someone in the Mom Force, this is actually from Vanessa. She posted this in the Mom Force Facebook group. She also does freezer sandwiches. She says, make sandwiches for the freezer once a month. I did this when my kids were in school and it totally saved me. And she also, this is a good segue into the next topic. She also pre-makes oatmeal and little Tupperwares to heat in the microwave in the morning. Prepping breakfast is so smart. Usually I'll just make extra pancakes and freeze those and put them in the toaster. But I pulled a quote from another mom forcer. So Kyler says that she gets together. They prep all their breakfast and lunches early in the week for the whole week. 
which sounds so smart. I don't have the room in my fridge for seven times five. That's a lot of lunches. I can't like take up my <laughs> fridge space. But she preps her whole breakfast and lunches for the week. And she says, make your own breakfast burritos and freeze them so you can pull them out and warm them up really fast. I Pinterest looked really quickly. There's like a jillion pages of breakfast prep. So if you want to get on top of your breakfast game so that you're okay if your kids take Fruit Loops and fruit snacks to lunch, which mm-hmm. my Maggie did. Her teacher sent me a picture of her lunchbox once in kindergarten. And she had a bag of Fruit Loops a thing of fruit snacks, a thing of cookies, and a thing of chips. And she just sent me like a million laughing emojis. <laughs> and I had to say, huh, guilty. Sounds like a kindergartner's, <laughs> kindergartner's dream right dream. there. Her friends thought she had the best mom on the planet. But she was happy and happily ate her bag of Fruit Loops. So doing a little prep so that you've got oatmeal ready mm-hmm. or breakfast burritos. You mentioned pancakes. When I had all my kids at home and they were all going off to school, it was just as easy to make a big batch of blunder pancakes and cook those up real fast. And they would sometimes just take them right off the griddle and walk out the door yeah. with them. And I felt like I'm starting them off right with some whole wheat goodness. And your blender pancakes are the best pancakes to date. My kids call them brown pancakes. They hate the Bisquick, all of those really? mixed ones. They oh, love the so brown happy. pancakes. Yes. They love it. It's their favorite. Well, I actually got that recipe from our cousin Shannon. Really? Shannon gave me that recipe. Yes. Okay, will you post it? I'm going to post it. Yes. I'm going to post it in the show notes because it is so good. And hot tip, chia seed is a new thing that I've started adding to my blender pancakes. It's full of omega-3 or something. And Does it turn into frog eyes? No, 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 no. It doesn't do that gross chia pudding okay. stuff <laughs> because it gets blended up. Okay. It's so good. Oh, and speaking of chia seed, okay, so our family is a toast family. Yeah, they are. I think all Quigleys live on toast. (laughs) (laughs) It's true because Nate's parents are toast people. They are toast people. Well, there is a family in our neighborhood. The boys, this is how they make money. They make whole wheat bread and they sell it to subscribing neighbors. I've subscribed to their bread service. So every Monday and Thursday, I get a fresh, warm, whole wheat loaf of bread Um, for $4. That's deadly delicious. It's Amazing. And Do they deliver to California? <laughs> no, but you know what? If you if you wanted to take on a massive project to help your kids earn oh some gosh. money, I think the margins on it is pretty good. But anyway. They've got to be. We always have nice, good whole wheat bread in our house. And my kids' favorite is toasted with peanut butter, sliced bananas, a drizzle of honey, and then a sprinkling of chia seeds. That is like the magic to the whole thing. Okay, because I've been terrified of chia seeds since they turned into eyeballs in that chia pudding. And I bought one of those drinks that had the chia seeds in it and it was like drinking a gallon of eyeballs. And so (laughs) as long as they don't get all gooey, I might have to try it. Nope, they stay crisp, adds a nice little crunch and it makes me feel like I'm sending my kids off with something healthy because I know that their lunches probably are not giving that nutritious punch. It's even my... High school kids, because they honestly, I give my high school kids an allowance to buy lunch because they always leave campus and go to like Taco Bell or wherever. And I know that they probably aren't even spending that money on lunch. They're just getting a soda and maybe like, yeah, who knows what. Well, I got allowance in high school. Dad gave me 20 bucks at the beginning of every week to cover my extracurricular and lunch. So our school sold breadsticks and marinara sauce for $1.50. And I probably ate breadsticks and marinara sauce four days a week my entire high school career. Because it was cheap? It was cheap and I could have (laughs) money in my pocket for the weekend. Pocket the money. Well, okay. Either way, send your kids out the door with a nutritious breakfast. Prep ahead of time or toast with some protein and 
I can't wait to try that toast. Like, cannot wait. <laughs> now, another thing that I saw come up in the Mom Force Facebook group. This is from Dylan. This is how she helps make her mornings run smoother. She says, I keep a brush and hair elastics in my kitchen to do my daughter's hair while she's eating breakfast, which is so smart. And actually, when yeah. I was at Kara's house this summer, I saw that she had a drawer like this, a hair station. Yeah. You know what? My friend Brittany, when she built her house, she said, this will be my hair drawer. And I was like, a hair drawer? Why do you need a hair drawer? I know, it sounds gross. And I, <laughs> it sounded really gross. But she's like, no, you keep like your hair elastic, your hairbrush, your gel for your kids so that nobody goes out the door looking homeless. And yeah. so I was like, uh, duh. I don't keep it in my kitchen, but we have a downstairs bathroom that's right out the door so that everyone can kind of pass muster as we head out the door. And if they need to brush their teeth, I leave extra toothbrushes down there and the other secret weapon to getting out the door the whisk Ooh, you know those yes those little like disposable yes, toothbrush things. the best things on the planet the best keep some of those in there too so you don't have to send your kid back upstairs into outer uh, space and oblivion the black and have them disappear <laughs> trying to brush their teeth where they'll come down with like nine toys and different shoes on and still have fuzzy teeth and nasty hair well, I know we talk about that in the hygiene episode, the magic wispies. <laughs> yes. Have them in your car. But that's a good idea to have in your hair drawer yeah. or in your hair station. But taking care of hair while they're eating breakfast, another way to make that morning go a little bit smoother. And we know our mother loves a good, well-done hair. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Shelly especially knows this. <laughs> okay. One other thing that helps get the morning started on the right foot for me, is when my kids get themselves out of bed. I will admit, when my kids were all young, I made the rounds and woke everyone up and turned the lights on and gently got them moving in the morning. How do you How do you wake your kids up? You have a bunch of little kids. Still. I have a confession. I wake everybody up. In fact, only still? this year did I start not waking up my oldest for seminary at 5 a.m. But I do. I go around, I make the rounds, and I walk in and I sing my good morning song that my mother-in-law started singing when she came to stay with us when our babies were little. And it just, I mean, it's not like rocket science. I'll sing it for you. Okay. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning to you. And I make it very theatrical and fun. <laughs> and, and I'm a very chipper waking up person unless we're super late and then it's more like good morning good morning get up 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 but um yeah <laughs> yeah no I go around and like gently shake and tap and pull covers back and wake everybody up but it is similar to the bedtime effect where like if I have come in to cheerfully wake you up if I come back in and you've called back into bed it will not be the mm -mm. same cheerful good morning it's more like snatch the covers off you're gonna be late I'm gonna be late I don't yep. have time for this yeah I can relate honestly I can relate and it got to the point where I'm like I can't do this anymore you've got to be in charge of yourself yeah getting up to an alarm is an important life skill true that's true I started my kids when they were teenagers and they were getting up for um, high school, you know, starts for some reason, high school starts the earliest of all the yes. schools. And then if you add um, early morning seminary to that, we started with alarm clocks in high school. But Declan is 11 now. And I just bought him my favorite alarm clock. Oh, I have to tell you about this. I'm going to link this in the show notes, too. This alarm clock will wake any child. You, There's impossible to sleep through the sonic Boom. Oh my gosh. Have you heard of the Sonic Boom? I already <laughs> love it. It is amazing. If you go to Amazon and you do a search for alarm clocks for heavy sleepers or hearing impaired, <laughs> <laughs> the Sonic Boom will appear. Okay. 
It has this alarm sound that starts off at a normal decibel, but every like 10 seconds that goes by, it escalates, oh, it escalates until it feels like the whole house is shaking. Oh There's also this little <laughs> vibrating thing that you put under your mattress oh and it starts shaking the mattress. So Declan News at 11, I bought it for him and he's been getting up. It's a two-pronged it's attack. <laughs> it's noise <laughs> and shaking. It's totally. Because I was still waking him up. He's my baby, right? So I'm like babying him, trying to wake him up. And every five minutes, I'm like, get up. Put your feet on the floor. Let me see your feet on the floor. And you're getting more and more mad every time you come back in. I know. That's me. It escalates. Like the sonic boom. (laughs) He's he's been using the sonic boom for a week now. And he's totally getting up on his own. And I think my mistake was not starting sooner. I think like when they're eight – When your kids are eight, they should start practicing getting themselves up because I know I like to work out in the morning and I have a girlfriend who always has to leave work out early to go home and wake up her kids man, because they don't get themselves up on their own. And I'm like, Erica's looking at me guiltily too. She does the same thing. Let us help our kids help themselves. Okay. All you mamas out there, start your kids on alarm clock. I will say I have dropped in from a workout on the Alexa to their room when I've forgotten that my husband's out of town. There's a spin class I like to go to and gets me home at like seven ten. And really my kids should be up at seven. And so I'll I'll like Alexa drop into their room while I'm driving home. Wake up. It's time to wake up. I'm serious. Morning, Get out of bed. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Does that work? Um, it can oh. work. I have one though that it it's so funny. Kids have their own personality because Maggie loves an alarm. She asked me for her own alarm because she kept asking me to wake her up early. She wanted to get up and write down recipes in this recipe recipe book she's trying to make. But she wanted to get up at like 6 a.m. <laughs> like what? What are you talking about? How early? She wanted to get up at like 6 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, that's, that's ridiculous. And if I'm up at 6 o'clock in the morning, I don't want kids awake. I need a minute. <laughs> Myself That's together. your quiet time. And also, I sometimes, after I take my early kids to school, I'll get back in bed for, you know, 20 minutes or something. But not usually because that's worse to wake up twice in the same morning. I agree. But she got her own alarm and she started setting it. And when she started creeping it back before 6 a.m., I was like, no, you're going to lose your alarm clock if you keep waking up so early. Because she just, she likes to have time to do the things that she wants to do. Mm-hmm. personal time is very important to her. I get it. It is to me. And that's why I've made myself a morning person because I want to have my personal time in the morning. Okay. I get up way earlier than I want to if I want to work out or if I want to just quietly fold some laundry, which that always feels just wrong to be folding laundry in the morning. In our sleep episode, we're going to go yes. over the difference between morning people and night okay. people. But So I won't go get into it here. But I love the sonic boom. I had a really hard time when my kids were little. They just woke up naturally on their own very early. So I taught my oldest. We They can wake up, but you just didn't want to see them. I just them, didn't want to see right? them. I was fine if they played <laughs> quietly in the room, but once they come out, that's when it's like they're getting into things. They're like up, you know? So I wrote out, he had a digital alarm clock. So I wrote out seven o'clock and I taped it up next to his digital readout alarm clock. And I said, look, unless this number matches, you're not allowed to come out of your room. You can play quietly. You can read. You can, you know, look at books, whatever you want to do. But you're not allowed to come out before 7 a.m. And that was super, super helpful because it did help me get a little bit more sleep because I am not a morning person. And I was a nursing all night person when I had babies. 
Yeah, we all are when we have those nursing yeah. babies. Well, Megan in the Mom Force Facebook group, she had the same problem, but she discovered an alarm clock that she bought that helped solve this problem. She says that her kids were in separate rooms while youngest was in a crib. So my daughter, she started getting up super early. We got this alarm clock. It changes color when it is okay for them to get up. I taught her that she needs to stay in her room until the light changes color. That is brilliant. So similar to your hack, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to find it. We'll link that in the show notes too. And you know what? I just, I've got a baby shower that I need to buy a gift for. It's a second or it's like a sprinkle, not a shower. And so I'm totally going to get this for her because I know her kids get up at an unearthly hour. Well, Leah, thank you for sharing your, some of your tips and tricks for having a smooth moving going morning. One thing that I wanted to add for me that helps is just, for me to start the day a little earlier than the rest of my kids. Yeah. I, I generally like to work out in the morning, but even the mornings that I don't work out, if I just get up, get myself dressed, and put my shoes on, like the fly lady taught me. The fly lady. I remember her. <laughs> she was like a very early trendsetter. Yeah, all about how to keep your house organized yeah. and clean. And she had all these systems and methods, and I love a good system and a good method. So Tell me what to do, people. When I was a kid, nobody tell me what to do. As an adult, tell me yeah. exactly what I'm supposed to do, please. Please, please tell me what to everything. do. <laughs> well, one of the things she taught was get up, make your bed, get dressed like you mean it, like you're going to work and put your shoes on. And that for me mentally makes a big difference. And I think it sends a signal to my kids that I mean business. Yeah. Like we're doing this yeah. thing. And then there was one last thing that I read on the mom force from Alexa. And these are parting words that we could honestly end every episode with. Yes. <laughs> she says, there are no hacks. These kids don't listen. This is your life now. Godspeed. Oh my gosh. Those are <laughs> like, can they be memorialized? We should cross stitch that on something to stand in solidarity with the acknowledgement that this is our life now. It's going to be awesome, yep. but this is our life now. Godspeed. Godspeed. <laughs> We're together on this. All right. Okay, Leah, thank you for being with us. Check out the show notes and also our Instagram. We have a mom force Instagram where we're going to be sharing more tips and tricks and linking to all the things that we talked about. And if you haven't already joined, come on over to the mom force on Facebook. Definitely going on there. Yes. We want to hear your tips and tricks. too. You guys, the women on there are not joking. They're brilliant. Half the time I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I wish I could redo life with some of these tips. (laughs) Now, I have a 15-year-old. I don't want to start over. I'd probably cry every day knowing what I know now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it might be easier if I'd had the mom force at the very beginning. Yeah. Well, luckily, we all have the mom force. All right. Hey, Leah, thanks for being here. We'll see you next week.